Hi everyone, welcome back to Stereotypically Right. This is your host, Sienna Catherine, and today on this episode of One Nation Under Censorship, I'm going to be talking about the censorship of America's frontline doctors in Breitbart that occurred earlier this week, the censoring of hate speech on social media platforms, the Epstein files that were just released, and the media silence on them, the TikTok ban that Trump announced from Air Force One, and how churches need to start stepping up and pastors need to start leading. So I was at a Back the Blue rally last weekend, and I asked a woman if I could hold one of her signs for a picture. And I noticed that she had an accent that was not American, and I asked her where she was from. She said that she was from England, and I asked her how long it was that she had been in America, and she told me that she's been in America for 12 years. I'm not going to say her name so that I can keep her identity like under wraps just to not expose her but I asked her what she thought of what's happening in America and how it compares to what she left in England and this is what she had to say you said so why did you move here from England I I left England 12 years ago for the very reason um, what's happening here today in America we started losing our country in England probably about 30 years ago where we were being shut down. We couldn't say what we felt about anything. Um, you know, we couldn't offend anybody. Mm-hmm. And it's just the wrong wrong way of life. And uh, we were basically getting taken over and I didn't like it. But now 12 years on, this wonderful country, America, is that's, it's happening here too. And I'm very, very sad and very, it's such a shame that this is happening to this great state and nation. Thank you. So my friend there was explaining what she left behind in England and how it's such a tragedy that what she left behind is what she's seeing starting to unfold in America today. But people won't listen to that story and they won't listen to the stories of many others who left behind horrible governments for a better life in America and now they're seeing the exact same thing they fled from coming here, which is very unfortunate. Very unfortunate, excuse me, because we're literally destroying our country to replace it with something that is not going to provide the life that we once had in America. I don't know what these people expect is going to happen from these restrictions, from the censorship, um, just from all of the craziness that's going on right now, from defunding the police and defunding the police, I'm sorry, from defunding the police and replacing them with social workers. Um, this is like a movie. It's like 1984 unraveling right before our eyes and it's very scary, but I just wanted to make sure that I got that little sound bit for this podcast because I thought, wow, I can talk about it all day long, but coming out of the mouth of someone who lived under a government that's similar to the one that people are trying to get here is way more credible than me just talking about it week after week because I've only ever lived in America. So I believe, oh, I did go over the main topics for today. I'm so sorry. There's so much going on today that I am reading off of my computer. Usually I can just list my main topics and go on from there, but way too much happened this week. So I'm starting with the censorship of America's frontline doctors and Breitbart News. So earlier this week, America's frontline doctors held a press conference and Breitbart News was the quote-unquote sponsor. They released the video. It was up for a few hours and then it was taken down 
and since then I have not checked but some tweets that I've seen has said that Breitbart is still not able to post on their page um Dr. Stella Emanuel is having some censorship issues and the entirety of America's Frontline Doctors website was taken off of Squarespace and originally one of their white papers was censored by Google but it is now open to the public. I highly doubt that that's going to be open for very long so I screenshotted the entire document so that I could have it to read in, in case it disappears but these doctors people are saying are not credible they're just random wackos so i decided to find a list of their certifications so bear with me i'm going to go through each of their names and what they are certified in so dr simone gold she is an emergency medicine specialist in los angeles with over 31 years of experience in the medical field Dr. Bob Hamilton is a pediatrician from Santa Monica, California. He went to medical school of UCLA, Jeffen School of Medicine in Los Angeles. Dr. Stella Emanuel is a primary care doctor in Houston, Texas. She went to medical school in West Africa, Nigeria, and has practiced in Louisiana. She now resides in Texas and has treated more than 350 COVID patients with hydroxychloroquine with no deaths. I'm going to repeat that later on in this segment. Dr. Dan Erickson, he is an emergency specialist, medicine specialist in Bakersfield, California, with 16 years of experience in the medical field, graduated from Western University of Health Sciences, College of Osteopathic Medicine of the Pacific, Western University of Health Sciences Medical School in 2004. Dr. James Todaro, he is one of the main players of America's Frontline Doctors, and he has a website called Medicine Uncensored, which is a really neat website. I'm praying they don't take that domain down. I'm also praying that Squarespace, they have the information that they put on Squarespace in another file so they can just buy their own domain and put it back up. Um, but Dr. James Todaro is an ophthalmology specialist who received his medical degree from Columbia University. Vagelos College of Physicians and Surgeons in New York and completed his surgical training with four additional years of residency in ophthalmology. I apologize for my speaking errors. Then we have Dr. Joe Lapato. He is a physician at UCLA and a clinical researcher of internal medicine with the American Board of Internal Medicine. And he completed his residency of internal medicine and then we have Beth, I don't think that's the name of a doctor. Yeah, these are the internships that he completed with Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center East Campus. Um, he has a couple of those internships under his belt. So as I was saying before, these people are legitimate doctors who have completed residencies and trainings and have degrees. So I don't know why people are saying that he these people are not doctors. They are actually going and putting stethoscopes up to patients and treating patients. Dr. Stella Emanuel is treating COVID patients right now, but everybody is just deciding to listen to Dr. Fauci, who has not taken care of a single patient in the time that COVID has gone on. He just says his opinion on things and changes his opinion like every five minutes. But anyway, both press conferences were taken down. I shared the next press conference on Facebook and it was taken down six hours after I posted it. So they're, they're getting a little more um, rigorous with their censorship on platforms. It seems to be more immediate now, but originally it, they would allow it to be up for a couple of days, a few hours, but now the time between someone posting it and someone taking it down 
is getting to be less and less. I mentioned that they took their Squarespace website down. I was literally on their Squarespace website and then left to go to work, came back, it was down. They fired Simone Gold. So she was on the Tucker Carlson show. Her company, her employer said that the video was embarrassing and let her go, which I think is ridiculous. If they know that hydroxychloroquine works, why are they putting these people through such trouble and trying to make these people look like fools? It's really disgusting, especially if hydroxychloroquine is a cure. Meanwhile, let's note that hydroxychloroquine treats other diseases like lupus. And so it's been a drug that's been like on the market for a very long time now. It's not just a cure for for coronavirus and it's not just something that came out of the blue in 2019 and is rolling over into 2020. People have been using this for years and people say, what about the heart issues? What about this? What about that? Those are not going to be caused in normal people. It's people who are already prone to having heart issues. It can elevate the risk for those heart issues. Honestly, it's used to treat malaria. So if it was such an issue, then people wouldn't be taking it as a preventative for malaria. It's a preventative and it can treat malaria. Moving on, Stella Emanuel, as I said, treated 350 patients with no deaths and Google uncensored their research for the time being. James Todaro tweeted this out. It says an effective treatment for coronavirus. It's their original white paper that Dr. Vergaro and Dr. Todaro wrote together. Um, the one pet peeve, I'm not trying to criticize them in any way because they've already gotten enough criticism, but um, this was written on a Google Doc. I'm not familiar with how doctors um, share their information, write their information, do their research. Um, I would definitely have posted it in PDF form. Maybe it wouldn't like let them link to a PDF, so he had to convert it to a Google Doc, Google Doc but he did say that Google censored the information to begin with. Um, I don't really know why it's on a google doc though because that just seems a little bit juvenile to me when you're trying to publish your research i guess nobody would let them publish their research so that they had to do what they had to do i don't know that was just an observation that i had um but the moral of the story is hydroxychloroquine works ohio pharmacy board they decided to ban hydroxychloroquine and not allow patients to be prescribed it. Even if their doctor was prescribing it, they weren't allowing those prescriptions to go through. But then they reversed the ban. It was like a one-day thing, which is like really immature. But basically, the reason why they're censoring this is because they want to push the vaccine, which allegedly creates an immunity. It's not a cure. So if there's a cure to the coronavirus, they can't continue to push this vaccine. And they are really gung-ho on having this vaccine injected into us i will not be taking it um there's a tweet that says like before i wear a mask and goggles i'll wear handcuffs like same with the vaccine i'm not getting this i don't know what's in it the amount of time that it should have been taken to form naturally now condensed into vaccine form and injected to your bloodstream cannot be safe so i will not be injecting that into me they've already injected the first person in the u.s Um, She's a trial patient um, with the vaccine. I think that's incredibly ignorant to sign yourself up to be a vaccine volunteer. Like this is the vaccine without all of the bad stuff weeded out of it, if they're even going to do that. And then you're going to be the first one to sign up to do that. I mean, hashtag my body, my choice, right? But I just don't think that, I mean, what, what else are they going to test it on? I realize, but I just don't think it's very smart to sign up to be 
a volunteer to inject yourself with the vaccine. And I just won't be getting it, not as a volunteer and not as a patient. Let's also note that Fauci said this drug was a cure in 2005 for SARS, for the SARS outbreak that occurred, but now apparently it's not good enough for patients with COVID-19. Meanwhile, COVID-19 is just like the cold coronavirus. Everybody has coronavirus in them. Dogs have coronavirus. Animals have coronavirus. Um, it's the common cold. And so I don't understand what the big deal is, why there's so much flip-flopping going on, and why hydroxychloroquine, it's cheap. That's, that's why. I know why, but I just am disgusted at the lack of care from these people that are supposed to be allegedly helping us. Moving on, in terms of censorship, again, they are censoring hate speech on social media platforms. For example, um, a friend of mine commented on an Instagram post like disgusting pedophiles or something about Epstein and Bill Clinton and everything because that's not a lie. And it told her that let's keep your comments kind, something like that on Instagram. And I'm like, where was that when people were calling me coon and house negro? But anyway, um, what I don't understand is that child porn is left up online. Things on the dark web are left up online and they don't take that down. They have graphic videos that have surfaced all across the internet and they censor the truth. They were so quick to take down the second press release for hydroxychloroquine. They're very quick to take down people's posts about hydroxychloroquine. Um, just anything that has the truth in it. My own video was taken down and censored. That was shared by the Hodge twins by Terrence, Ryan Fournier. Um, that was taken down. It had almost 2 million views and it was taken down. I didn't say anything like vulgar or anything like that. A friend did mention that I spoke about abortion and I, I spoke the truth. Honestly, I spoke about why I, as a black person, decided to walk away from the Democratic Party and become a Republican. And that's threatening to their, to their motives, the socialist motive. So they took it down. Very <laughs> upset about that, but this is what they're doing. They decide what, what the hate speech is. So people can come on my page and call me any kind of name they want. That probably won't be hate speech because that is rewarded. But people who are on the other side who comment quote unquote negative things, that's going to be taken down because it's considered hate speech. So basically the people who are in charge of the big tech, they're the ones considering what's hate speech and what's not. So we know that this is rigged. Also, there's fact checkers that are disputing true statements. So John Lewis died. Rest in peace. He was a good man. He did a lot to try to unite the races. As far as I know, I don't know a ton about him, but I know that he was involved in Bloody Sunday. He was a big part of the civil rights movement. So I respect that. Obama did his eulogy, totally turned it political, which was so inappropriate, but he thinks we're stupid. So he was at the, he, he gave the eulogy and said in a crowded room, in a time where people can only invite 10 people to a funeral, if they're just normal peasants of people, because that's what they think we are, um, the elites and um, Democrats or people who have ties to the Democrats are allowed to have apparently hundreds of thousands of people in a room. That's an exaggeration, but not really when you're only allowed to invite 10. And he said, in a crowded room of people that we need to vote by mail and not in person, allegedly, because you can catch COVID. What? And that big crowds are not safe. You're saying that to a crowd of people. We're not supposed to be in crowds, remember? So that's frustrating. 
and someone released a video like basically wailing that his dad's funeral is the next day and he's only allowed to invite 10 people there's people who have their grandparents dying in nursing homes and they can't visit them but we can give a eulogy for john lewis just because he was um a respected figure that doesn't make him any different from any of us it's like rubbing it in our faces so that's really disgusting but a friend of mine posted that basically obama addressed a crowded room telling them that they can't vote in person because of crowds and facebook said that that was not true it definitely was true we all saw it on tv we all saw it like in real time but they're just taking down anything and everything they're so quick to be like this is true this is false you shared false information go and check like no stop since when did they ever care about the information that we received they don't that's why they have the mainstream media project mockingbird streaming 24 hours a day the same stuff there's no variety there's no truth in it it's all programmed that's why it's called programming next the epstein files so the jillian maxwell files epstein files they were released they were um unleashed i guess so if you're not familiar with pizzagate is a real thing it's not a conspiracy theory thank you to everyone who called us conspiracy theorists but it's actually true because we have documents that have these people's names in them we have the flight logs we have it all and now these people need to pay for what they did so pizzagate pizza refers to children it's a pedophile term so disgusting i'm not going to get too deep into it but basically there are a slew of children who are abducted and being sex trafficked it's been going on for years now epstein had a private island he was named bill clinton was named Jillian maxwell was named by some of their victims and people were naming the people that were on the island it's a big elite socialite thing and long story short they torture these children and drink their blood which contains a drug called adrenochrome which is why they look so young it's not plastic surgery it's them drinking blood it's very satanic it's cult-like it's disgusting and people made us out to be conspiracy theorists um because we follow q but it's in plain sight but the media crickets from the media crickets Bill Clinton's name was not trending. If Trump was named as one of the people on that island, oh my gosh, like Trump would be trending for the next, like until after the election. But no, Bill Clinton was named. He's not a trending hashtag. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody is still talking about the fact that children's names were listed under armoires on Wayfair, coincidentally, not. Um, and then scrubbed from the website, which if it's, that's just a conspiracy theory, why are you so quick to take it down? And if it was just a joke, that's honestly really sick, but I think that there's more to it than that. Um, basically, it's very hypocritical. So the media will cover something that they want to cover, but if they don't want it to get out, they won't cover it. But now there's protests in Hollywood about the missing children. They protest at the CNN building and they protested in hollywood saying basically like where are the children bring them home like be honest with us and what happened to believe all women remember the kavanaugh hearings remember christine blasey ford remember how we were supposed to believe everything that she told us because she was a woman and that honest that automatically makes her a credible person okay well these are children whose lives whose entire childhood whose entire just livelihood was taken from them in the most traumatic way possible and they've been damaged beyond repair. So what about believe the children? What about the children? Where are the children? 
and I think I mentioned this in an other in another episode, but the woman who works for Amber Alerts has ties to Hillary Clinton. And the Clinton Foundation was known for snuggling smuggling Haitian children who had parents, but they were labeled orphans after the hurricane, um, to America to be sex trafficked. Oh my gosh, wow. Like this stuff, you can't make this stuff up. Nobody has enough time to make this stuff up, but it's it's true, but they're not covering it because if they cover it so many people are going to go down, but a lot of people are waking up and they are pressing to know the answers. When it comes to children, people don't mess with that. Like, you can unite anybody on the mis- the mistreatment of children. Trust me. Next, the TikTok ban. So, Trump announced today from Air Force One that TikTok is going to be banned in America. It's an app which the software is run by the Chinese Communist Party People are upset that it's being banned here. Um, Let me reiterate. It's run by the Chinese Communist Party. And what they do with that information is they take the video, they take like the information, they store it in China. So your information is already there. Guilty if you have have had a TikTok or had a TikTok, um, all your information is over there. But also it was gathering information from other apps on your phone and storing that data in China. Um, Since they're communists, the government could just ask for that information at any time and they would be forced to surrender that government, I mean that information. So it's really not healthy and not good for our national security. So it's actually a good thing that Trump banned it. Um, People are saying that it's against their freedom of speech, that it's banned. Like, really, really, really. Let's research the Chinese Communist Party and then come back to me and tell me about why that's a ban on your free speech. People in China do not have free speech. So don't even get me started with that. They actually live in communism and we're trying to bring that here. Do you think that they're going to allow you to have TikTok in China? They don't even allow them to like use the internet period in China. And here's a tweet from Dana Lash that I thought was absolutely brilliant. It says, I can't believe Trump is banning an app that steals our data and is run by the same communist government that unleashed a plague on the world. Cried the people who cheered states banning church services, gatherings, businesses from reopening, and mandated face coverings. This, like, times a thousand. Because the hypocrisy. Like, the hypocrisy is just so real. Our rights were taken away in a matter of four months. And people are complaining about a stupid app. Like, yeah, it's all fun. You get to do the little dances. You get to connect with people from all around the world. But at the end of the day, we have bigger things to be dealing with and talking about. And TikTok being banned is not going to kill you. It's not censorship because we still have ways to communicate with each other. It's because it's not because of the app itself. It's because of who it's run by. And if we don't want to give our information to China, but they're getting our information from the app, then it would be in our best interest to not have the app in our country. Like if it's a threat to national security, why would you want that? And you can't just tell people don't go on TikTok because if if it's on your phone, if it's in the app store to be downloaded, then you can download it on your phone. So we have to take that away in order to keep us all safe because it's not really TikTok. China was not like really kind and like wanted to create a platform for all of us Americans to like get together and like watch each other's dances. Like, no, that that was the, the ploy. That was the the luring in. That was the bait. But 
what they really want is what's on our phone, our information, social security, probably banking information, where we live, um, how we vote, who we worship, all of that. And they have it. And we just fell for that trap because we just think that everybody, I guess, has our best interest in mind or nobody could really be that mean and evil. Well, they, they are because that's how the people in China live. They, I, like I said, they don't even probably get to use TikTok in China. So it's kind of a slap in the face. And it's, it's a huge slap in the face to Hong Kong, to the, to the ethnic group. I don't know how to pronounce their name. The ethnic group that was put on trains and placed in concentration camps a week ago. That's when I saw the video surface. Um, yeah, the Chinese Communist Party is not something that we need to be messing with. But this is how socialism starts. So you remove the truth or you don't talk about it the hydroxychloroquine ban and banning America's frontline doctors from posting anything on the internet. You promote the lies that there is no child sex trafficking ring, that hydroxychloroquine can cause heart problems, that the vaccine is what's really going to help us all go back to normal again. You use people for your agenda that wholeheartedly believe in the cause and don't realize that they're being used, hash, um, quote unquote, Antifa, quote unquote, Black Lives Matter. Um, only one person gets to promote the solutions for the problems, AKA Fauci. And you censor free speech in the name of caring for citizens, like the fact-checking and the taking down of ideas that big tech doesn't agree with. With all that said, the churches need to start speaking up and stepping up, and pastors need to start leading. The only pastor I've seen step up is Greg Locke. And his church is in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. If I lived in Tennessee, I would go there literally every weekend. But this man is, he has no shame. It's kind of like he's a more fire and brimstone teaching which turns some people off but it's what we need right now no more soft and cuddly christianity like that's what got us to 2020 honestly that's like why 2020 exists the way it does right now is because of soft and cuddly social justice warrior christianity um the god is all glitter and rainbows and unicorns christianity because that isn't true yes god is loving yes god is merciful and just and caring but he also has a wrath and that is something that people are not understanding like they just think oh you do you boo is gonna get you to heaven and that's not true and thinking that aligning yourself with the world is being compassionate like that wearing a mask is being compassionate it's not it's turned people into these huge virtue signaling mask police who think they're better than everybody else and who try to misquote a bible verse and slap it on someone and telling them that they that jesus would wear a mask no um like i said jesus would heal because that's what he did he touched the sick and the illness went from the sick person left the sick person's body and that person was healed jesus did not wear a mask jesus would not wear a mask that's not showing care for other people and if it can be any kind of fabric then this virus is not as contagious as they're saying. Because I'm not going to say that there's no virus at all because people are obviously getting sick from something. But anyway, Greg Locke, he has a podcast called The On Point Podcast. I just started listening to it. It's fairly new. It's amazing. I love him. And I really want to start listening to more of his sermons and more of his videos. Um, At first, I was kind of turned off by him because I was fairly new to Christianity. And I was like, this guy is crazy. But right now, anything that I've seen by him... It just sounds bad because it's the truth and people don't want to accept the truth. They say that that's mean and inconsiderate and lacking compassion, but it's actually the opposite of that because it takes guts to tell someone the truth when they're literally going down the road to hell blindly without a care in the world because ignorance is bliss. But our pastors are 
aligning with the agenda of Black Lives Matter. They're not speaking up against Antifa. They're closed. They're so, the, my church I used to go to is not even opening for the rest of 2020. Seriously? You can sit in the parking lot and blast the, the church service from the parking lot. Not literally. They have like megaphone type things outside of the church and if your baby's crying or something and you have to take them out, you can still hear the sermon from outside. So all you have to do is like run that six times because the parking lot is not up to the ratio of the number of people who go to our church or go to my old church. Um, run that about five or six times over the course of a two-day weekend and problem solved. But no, you have people sitting at home watching your screen. No, we were called to be in fellowship and community with one another. And we can't keep living in fear because fear is what caused this. Fear is, we thought we were being obedient, but we're being, we were being blind sheep. And we need pastors to step up and be shepherds and lead us. Or else we're going we're gonna to lose this country. So many people are going to fall away. Because we were made, like, God is the triune God. Not that we worship three different gods because we're not a polytheistic faith but there's the holy spirit there is god the father and there is jesus who is the son of god and they are commune it's a triune god and so if the if god the god we worship is triune and, and is in fellowship 24 7 we need to be in fellowship we are wired for connection and that's what they want they want us to be isolated so that we can lose hope lose faith and so that they can take us over, but we won't be taken over. We have to stand up, and it's not the job. Obviously, women are not supposed to be pastors, um, so it's the job of our men and our godly men to step up and lead and start reading the Bible, telling us like what it says, not that we shouldn't be reading it for ourselves, but telling us what it says and leading us and helping us and being a shepherd, not sitting back and trying to align ourselves with the world. Because what, what it really comes down to is people don't want to lose followers. They don't want to lose the followers of their church. And they don't want to lose the mass of their church. Too bad. Like, seriously. When it comes to the end times, we're not really going to have these big churches anymore anyway. I propose that we're going to be meeting in underground churches. Um, and meeting in our homes and stuff like that in much smaller places. So get over the fact that you have a church with 15,000 people and now you only have a thousand. Be grateful that you have people who are hungry and thirsty for the truth and need Jesus and preach to those 1,000 like your life depends on it because it does. If 14,000 people walk away, they weren't true Christians to begin with. And yes, God goes after the one. He leaves the 99 for the one, but there's so many of us scattered right now like, there's so many ones out there right now who need to be gathered back into a flock and the correct one. Just because someone has the name Jesus or church in their name, it doesn't mean that they're a Christian. And that's really showing right now. It's it's in scripture that false preachers will be rising up and, and what's wrong becomes right and what's right becomes wrong. We're seeing all of this unfold right now. It can't be any more clear than this. But we need our spiritual leaders. That's what it comes down to. Because if the world aligns with, if, the, if, if we align with the world, what makes us different? If we align with the world, what did Jesus die for? So, just going to leave you with that. 
I covered a lot in about 30 minutes, so I'm sorry if this is so scattered and everything, but there's just so much to talk about this week. I considered breaking it up into two, but that would leave like a three-week gap because I'm taking a break next week. Um, so it was a lot of information to chew on, but as usual, if you have a question or a topic that you would like for me to talk about, please DM it to me or text it to me if you have my number. Follow me on Twitter at Sienna Catherine on Instagram at Sienna Catherine S. You can send your questions there. You can add me on Facebook. I will vet you and I will accept your request. And yeah, I just appreciate you guys so much. Those of you who listen and those of you who encourage me because, you know, it can be hard when you're, when you're first starting out, but I really want to commit to this and have this be my thing for a little bit. So thank you so much for listening and I will see you in my next episode.